0: Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks. We're back. You guys like some George and Wheezy? Got a lot of oh, George yeah. I and mean, They were, they oh, were yeah. an awesome couple, right? You never want to consider that George and Wheezy might be getting a divorce.
1: No, you wouldn't. Yeah. wouldn't wish go. that on them.
0: Oh, heck no. Anyway, they seem so happy. Although, you know, physically maybe a mismatch. You, you look at them a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we've got uh,
1: George has alienated <laughs> our millennial audience.
2: Why? Why is that? <laughs>
1: I'm just saying George and Weezy. George and Weezy.
2: I mean, yeah, do you know they're who they are? Tubs. I know who they are. You're a George and I'm Weezy. On
1: up. Quit throwing I... that in my face. <laughs> wow. I've got gray hair, all right. That exempts <laughs> me from millennial status. He's grandpa millennial.
2: Grandpa. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's like the oldest millennial.
2: I didn't mean to throw it in your face. Yeah,
0: well, I'm just joking. I don't.
1: Know. Sorry, I, I embrace it.
2: I'm just
0: telling you, man. I still like the Jeffersons. I don't care if somebody younger than me doesn't know who they are. All right, well, let's uh, let's get into some of these questions we have. And before we do that, let's uh, let folks know how they can get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us at drgenehensler.com. That's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com uh dr gene d-r-g-e-n-e um if you want to give us a call and talk to a human being you can call 770-429-9166 you can also call our question hotline 1-855-429-9166 uh leave your question uh, it'll be recorded we'll play it back on the air and then uh answer the question right behind it so um you can also go to our website, Hensler.com. Uh, you might be able to work out some of your uh, answers to your own questions if uh, if they're broad enough, you know, not terribly specific. Uh, we've got lots of uh, information on there to help you do just that. So, guys, uh, let's go to uh, our good friend, Bill Murray, who uh, says, my father is age 92, spending down his assets for nursing care expenses His portfolio consists of 84% Vanguard's total stock market index, VTSAX, as well as 16% Vanguard real estate index. Uh, The real estate index is a taxable account year-to-date. His real estate index is down 10%, while the broad market is up 3%. I know all that changed maybe this week. Uh, In the meantime, after you've sent us the question, but it says... Should we keep the real estate or sell it in order to buy something else? Maybe Vanguard Global X US REIT, um maybe something entirely different. So uh before I get into the details of um any of that, KC, surely you have an opinion on just how exactly we ought to do.
1: Yeah, let, let's this. let's go to the uh the firm philosophy, the ten year rule. Um I mean if if he's drawing down the assets then I would think there is a need for some fixed income in there somewhere. Um, You know, he's currently allocated 100% in growth investments, it looks like. So um, based on that, something entirely different would be putting some allocation of fixed income based on how much money we think he's going to need in the next 10 years.
0: And the reason we do that is because of volatility. It's uh, the change in price and the assets that you hold, uh, obviously equities or stocks, Uh, can be very volatile. Just as we came into this this, uh, show today talking about how the market was up almost 8% at one point this Mm -hmm. year, this very short two-month-old year, uh, we've since lost 10%. Uh, We rallied back a little bit, and we're losing it again today. I mean, this is volatility. This is the kind of stuff that, uh, while none of us embrace it as investors, uh, we all understand that it happens
1: you uh, just don't want to be stuck in a position where we get to a you know two thousand eight and the market's down fifty percent, and you got to go sell to mm-hmm. cover your living expenses exactly and, and you know if if a ninety two year old individual has
0: sixteen percent of their assets in even in real estate and they've fallen so hard you know ten percent year to date uh you know it's uh, I, here's my take on it from an investor point of view as well, just raw investments thinking about exactly what's driving real estate lower, it's, uh, as we talked earlier, a lot of it is interest rates. Interest rates, and, yeah. Uh, and what, what is expected for the rest of the year? Interest rate increases. You know, we just said the options market tells us we've got three more to come this year. Um, whether that comes true or not, uh, I will assure you that uh, one or the other of those two funds is going to get beaten up. So, you know, if we decide that we're going to pull the plug on interest rate Uh, increases. What does that say? That says the economic fundamentals have fallen apart so badly uh, that
2: how much more hope Is left in the stock market right. that's Either the way Either I mean, way
1: You're in trouble With the real right. estate
2: Well and the Vanguard Total stock market Has been up generally Just given what The it market's is. done So you yeah. could trim Some from there Put that into Fixed income Sell sure. the real estate Take your loss And invest it in Something you think Is going to rebound Right yeah, if yeah you I mean, know. It
1: says it's in a taxable account So that's a, definitely a, Something to look sure, at
2: Sure so at. you can offset yeah. Some of the gains offset. Of selling to go to bonds A little bit For Right. Your withdrawals yeah, We don't
1: know What his basis is In the real sure. estate Even though it's down 10% a year to date Fair. Who knows when he bought it but yeah, yeah.
2: And it could be In a retirement account
0: too. that's not really laid out right
1: yeah it says it's in a taxable account
0: oh okay I'm sorry I, I missed that part maybe but, I should read a little better. <laughs> I, I was you the read person, the question out loud. I was pretty sure you should listen better maybe I should listen to myself <laughs> listen to that. yourself yeah wow I get a rebuke <laughs> in the middle of an
1: answer how hey. about that <laughs> thanks Casey At least I have another I'm sure it's not the first time
0: well probably probably not the, the first be time the last I haven't either. listened to myself <laughs> as I was saying something either all right so uh moving on now that I've taken that beating. Um, we do have a question here on our question hotline, and, uh, why don't we just go on and do that one? Here we go. Hey, my name is Jason, and NVIDIA keeps making the news headlines on my newsfeed. Quickly looking at it, it seems like there's another tech stock. Is there something special about this I should be watching? Jim Cramer likes it, but he also said Intel is cheap right now. Thanks. Yeah, well, uh, Jim Cramer says a whole lot of things. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> He'll tell you that about one one day and maybe sell the next day. It's uh, you know, I, That's I'll what give this it, show is
1: missing is some hotkeys. We need some sound effects uh, well, and we've crazy few, explosions and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that would make it a whole lot better. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, nothing like having a noisemaker that seconds as a radio show. Right? <laughs> anyway, uh, when I look at the two companies, yes, absolutely. We're talking about, um, you know, Two companies, technology—they're not new. Um, long-term growth expectations on Nvidia, 12.67. You look at earnings growth over the past five years; they're up 33.7%. You look at uh, Intel, which uh, you know we like this company, especially for the fact that it's got a, a good solid dividend growth uh, expected, a good bit lower, eight and a half percent over the past ten y- or five years. Uh, Earnings have grown at about 10%, so the growth story is not quite as good. Um, But then you look at uh, the fact that it does have a dividend, 2.6% dividend thereabouts, uh, and it's covered 2.4 times by the earnings. Uh, I really like that. Uh, NVIDIA, not to be shorted, does actually pay a little dividend, 0.27% yield. uh, Covered very well, 6.5 times, but it's not hardly enough dividend to talk about the fact that you get a dividend. So, uh, uh, overall, I guess, uh, you know, it it depends on, um, what you're looking, what you're looking for. I think if you're looking for something that looks more reasonably priced, I'd go with Intel for sure. Um, Nvidia still in the game doing lots of, uh, interesting things with, uh, some of their uh, video chips and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, when I look at the the basic fundamentals on the company, I would uh, if I'm telling you to buy one and not the other, I'm going to tell you every time. Buy Intel, avoid Nvidia.
1: Does Nvidia meet our criteria?
0: They do, yeah. Both of them do. They're they're both uh, pretty solid companies. You know, their uh, earnings quality is is uh, within our our uh, standard. Um, you know, like I say, uh, the biggest thing that I like it's pretty rare to find a uh, tech stock that pays you a pretty solid dividend. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do recommend it in our equity income portfolio. So uh, it's, uh, it's in that group, uh, a portfolio that actually has done quite well for quite a while now. So uh, uh, it's pretty widely loved around here. So, uh, Guys, we've got enough time probably to get another question out here. If you would like, we can talk about Beverly from Ballground, uh, who says, I turned 70 and a half in January 2018. Uh, I understand I need to start taking my RMDs. Uh, that's required minimum distribution in 2018. Saw an article that said, uh, use your age. Uh, as of December 31 to determine the divisor from the life expectancy tables. Man, is that ever confusing, huh? Uh, Since I will be 71 on December 31, 2018, will I use the divisor for age 71 or the divisor for age 70, Uh, my age on December 31, 2017? In the same article, an advisor was talking about a man with the same issues turning 70 and a half Uh, in 2018 and said he he needed to take two RMDs in 2018. I'm assuming one for the age 70 divisor, one for 71. Here's your question, Casey. You've been waiting on this? Yeah. Do I need to take two RMDs? Which divisor am I supposed to use for a single RMD? I want to make sure I'm not penalized. Very important point, right? Uh, For uh, not taking the correct amount, and I don't want the taxes to be impacted on... uh, two rmds if i can avoid it so
1: what's your advice so i don't know if i've got time to answer the whole question i'll, I'll tell you the penalty penalty part is key because the if you don't take the right amount the penalty is 50 percent on the amount that you don't take so you did some math behind this right i did and this is an interesting question and one that we get you know relatively frequently because it is confusing so the the required beginning date for mandatory withdrawal is age 70 and a half or the year that you turn age 70 and a half so if couldn't it's not 70, it? 70 and a half.
0: Couldn't they have made it clear? Uh, yeah. Maybe.
1: So basically, if you're born on June 30th, 1947, you would have turned 70 and a half in 2017 because you you would have been 70 and 70 and a half in the same year. And if you were born July 1st or after 1947, you don't turn 70 and a half until 2018, this year. So your required distribution begins this year in 2018. Now, you have up until April of the year following the year you turn 70 and a half. I know. Have I lost anybody yet?
2: No. No. I'm, I'm <laughs> to, right to with you. But we do this for a living now. you <laughs> mandatory withdrawal. <laughs>
1: so you can delay up until April of the year following the year you turn 70 and a half.
2: Year following the year.
1: However, if you, you do that, you would have to take two in that year. So in other words, if I turn 70 and a half in, eight, in 2018, like Beverly here from Ball Ground, then... I would have to take my mandatory withdrawal by April of 2019. I can take it in 2018, um, and we generally recommend that people do that for the most part, because that way you avoid having to take two the following year. If she delayed till April of 2019, she could take take one, you know, anytime before April 1st, 2019. She would have to take her second 2019 RMD by the by December 31st, 2019. And it's all taxable income. It's all, all taxable it. income. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are rare cases when it makes sense to, to defer.
2: Such um, as if you're still working and you're going to retire this year and your income's higher exactly. and, you know, things like that. Yeah,
1: depending on where your tax tax bracket is and things like that. But um, for the most part, you know, we generally recommend, you know, the average client go ahead and take your 2018 RMD. If this is your first year, go ahead and take it. Now, getting back to the, to the point of, uh, you know, someone born – Let's, let's say you've got two people, identical portfolios, and let's just call it a million dollars. I, I did some math here. I know y'all are surprised. Um, so, if two people, one born on June 30th, 1947, would have taken their first RMD, their first RMD would have been for 2017. Another person born July 1st, 1947, so their first RMD is not due until 2018. If they were to each start with a million dollar portfolio, and you assume, let's assume, a 10% growth rate just to start with then who do you think is going to be better off? I mean, I would think the person that gets to defer that RMD for a whole extra year is going to be better off. Sure. And and I'd be right about that, but only for like the first 10 years. Assuming. Assuming that they Higher take their rate. distribution, you know, on early, let's say they take the distribution on January 1st of the year that they're required to take it. So 2017 RMD, take it on January 1st, 2017. 2018 RMD, January one, 2018. If you do just a a linear growth 10% a year, you know, the break-even point is at age 79, so about nine years, nine, ten years um, before you break even, and then it flips on you. So then the person who actually uh, took their RMD earlier, so the person born before June 30th uh, in 1947, would be better off after that until it flips again, like in you know, age 108.
0: 108. Yeah. Right so, old age of 108.
1: Now that all, a lot of that has to do with the growth rate. I mean, if you assume a lower growth rate, then the length, the period of time where the person who delayed taking their RMD, uh, is better off is longer. So if right. you make and it don't,
0: 5%. Don't you know. figure that that's what exactly has happened? The, the IRS put this chart together, assuming that the growth in that retirement account is it going to be lower? Around what did you did you come to a number?
1: That yeah, I mean, if you if you drop it all the way down to about two percent, um, mm-hmm. there's really no no point. I say no point. It'd be about 118, 119, <laughs> where you would break even. A basically. long time from so 70
0: and a half. Right? It's just
1: interesting that they they've made such a, a difference. You know, if you go back to that 10 percent growth rate, the at age 100, the difference is. About uh, almost $200,000 between taking it um, you know, just deferring your RMD for one year. Yeah. So,
0: so basically what you're telling me, Casey, as a self-avowed finance geek, is that the IRS put together this chart based on about a 2% growth rate, and they assumed that the person that took theirs later would never be worse off than the one who had to take theirs earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that... I assume that probably factored in. I, I, they're clearly using a much lower expectation for growth than 10%. Um, I mean, and 2% is what gets you down to... I would think they would they would want to equalize it relatively, uh, I mean, across the board. If you get people born one day apart, uh, it, it seems strange that they could be impacted that much just on when they're forced to take their distributions. But... Interesting. That's... Uh, yeah. And you could
2: figure out what the government the was day. thinking, too. That's I
1: don't know about that.
0: Well, yeah, well, Did you say you could decipher whether the government was thinking or not? Is that what I heard you say, Sean? Did well, you, I know yeah. the answer to that.
1: <laughs> it's, they're not.
0: Okay. Well, uh, there was obviously some thought put behind that.
1: No, there's probably people a lot smarter than I am that put these charts together and they're oh, called yeah. actuaries. But
0: yeah, I was right. going
2: to say that you have to take 10 <laughs> tests to do that. Yeah,
0: no doubt. All right, uh, we do have another question here. Um, got a, a note here. Bill Echo's column was published on uh, Sean Hannity's site this week, and we got a question via Twitter from Chip, uh, a.k.a. Big Poppy in Hawaii. He says, uh, I hope we are wrong, but I think next tax season will be pretty nasty. The question is, now that the stock market is up, is it the best time to increase 401K contributions to shield some money to lower the taxable income? I think no matter what the situation, it's probably always a good idea to save for retirement. Absolutely. And uh, the fact that the government allows you to uh, uh, shelter some of that from your income, it, it, really all you're doing is you're deferring the tax until you have to take it at 70 and a half, like we just went through that exercise. So uh, you guys got So even if the
2: stock thought, market's higher, you're putting money in, so you're, he's saying maybe you know, you're buying when it's higher, but you're also saving tax, and you think tax rates are going to go up in the future. And the market's going to go up in the future. It's still a good long-term investment tax play, investment yeah. and tax play.
1: Yeah, we talk about the ten-year rule all the time on this show, and and the reason that we have a ten-year rule instead of you know say a six-year rule is because there's only been what two rolling ten-year periods sure. since 1926 where the market hasn't been higher in ten years than it was in the beginning of the period.
2: and it was eleven years.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and it was eleven at that
0: point. A lot of the basis for our uh, our um, philosophy, our financial philosophy is is uh, statistics, and uh, these are all historical facts about the market yeah. uh, you know you go back in time and and determine uh, just how long you could uh, you could invest in the market, how long your time horizon would have to be, where you wouldn 't lose money or would, were not very likely to lose money, and then you know we go forward and and try to alleviate the fears and and emotions from individuals. Uh, because we know the market is inherently volatile. Yep. You know, strange things happen. News breaks. Think about what's happened over the last 80-some uh, years, 93 years, I think it is, uh, since 1925. Um, what all's happened? We had a Great Depression in
1: 29. couple of world wars.
0: Yeah. We've had, I mean, Korean conflict, Vietnam even more recently. You know, some of the stuff in the, in the Gulf. 9-11. We've had presidents impeached. Uh, Mr. Nixon, uh, many recession. many recessions, including the one in 2008. You're referring to
2: the great recession. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: I mean particularly bad, 52% decline. And guess what?
2: We're up. Here for we that, We're yeah?
1: higher. And and that's the the point that we would make to Chip here is that you know if if you're not going to need the money for 10 years, it doesn't really matter when you buy. I mean, this more than likely it's going to be higher when you actually go to to cash it in to spend it.
2: Yeah. Well, and it is um, a tax break for you. It is a tax break. So, for sure. a, a lot of taxes are going down when we're looking at it, just depending on what tax bracket you're in. But it is a tax shield for you um, that can help you save money now. Of course, you'll pay later. But, yeah,
0: yeah. But I know, mean, and what and, it does, it encourages us all, instead mm-hmm. of consuming every dime we make, it encourages mm-hmm. us to save some back so that we can have it later when we might not be capable of working.
2: Well, yeah. and especially if you have an employer match. Or something oh, like that. You have to goodness, look at yeah. that too, No well, because that's, that's just free money. That's free money. It really is. It's uh, well, it's you work crazy. for it, but you do. Work it's free for it. money. Right.
0: All right, guys. Well, uh, hopefully, Chip, that answers your question. Um, guys, what do you think? Market up or down? You better be quick. Shauna. Up. All right.
1: Next I'm going to say down.
0: Wow. KC's a wet blanket. I'm always up. Uh, you've been listening to Money Talks. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.
1: There you go. I feel like I'm in a meat locker.
0: Huh? It's
1: like you a just meat kept locker.
0: Going,
2: up here. Didn't Why does it always go back to meat with you two? I don't understand.
0: Mm. Oh, you want some beef
2: jerky? <laughs> Got in a whole sack? sack? Sure. Got a sack of meat? <laughs> um.
3: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only.